fuck, did it hit you? It hit me so hard. Fuck and there's this know. like huge newspaper and they're just shitting on you. Like whole two page <laughs> article. Welcome in the second episode ever of Fuck Boys in Recovery. I already s shortly announced you in episode number one. Okay. But welcome, Alex. Thank you, Louis. It's great to be here. We met like seven years ago. Yeah. I don't know. I'd say, yeah, yeah 2015-ish. I don't know, years. Yeah, but that's when I graduated high school. So I know that <laughs> that's when I started, like, <laughs> no, I graduated high school 2014, started Abercrombie 15, so. Yeah, we met at Abercrombie, yeah. working for the store in Brussels. And then a couple other things that we're going to talk about today for sure are you competing in the finals of X Factor in Denmark. We're going to talk about girls, degenerate behavior, Alcoholism, yes, high-level friendship, and boobies. <laughs> yeah, boobies. Yeah, why are you here? Why are you in Amsterdam? I don't know. I just had five days off. I just wanted to, you know, go somewhere, explore. I was thinking London, uh, mm. but then yeah, a couple of friends they told me, yeah, don't go there, go Amsterdam. Really? Why? I don't know. I have a friend who lived there, and he said it's just pretty shit. I don't know. I have some friends who live there and they're saying like, no, it's pretty fucking good. Yeah. But that's what I've heard after I took the decision as well, that it is actually really good. I guess yeah. it depends on the type of guy you are. I know some guys are very good with girls and they told me there's one spot. If you put your location exact, exactly on that spot with dating apps, that it's absolutely unreal. It's like a online catwalk. I'm not sure if I want to disclose this secret spot here, mm. uh, but I'll tell you right after the okay, podcast. Okay. But it's somewhere in London, yeah. That's where you get the best ones? Yeah. Okay. But I think in Amsterdam, the quality is great. It is. I love women here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I've been swiping since like Tuesday in Amsterdam, and I've been <clears throat> very impressed. I've, I've been, been getting a few texts from you like, fuck, I'm going <laughs> to move. I mean, I've just been, I don't know. But I do feel like every time you go on a on a dating app and you're in a new city or you just start your profile, you always get the best ones first, you know? Yeah, 100%. So that that's how it works. That could also be the thing. Yeah. That I'm just getting the best of Amsterdam to start with. But there's a lot of... No, but you've been here. swiping for how many days now? Like five days? Yeah. The best are gone within the first hour okay. of the first day. Okay. Yeah. It's just pretty good. And people yeah. are pretty chill. Yeah. When I visit you in Copenhagen... But this is a thing, like, um, for those who don't know, I'm a dating coach, focus on online dating. It's a thing we see with all our mentees, all our clients, and the coaches notice it as well. Certain apps work for certain people in certain cities. It sounds like it's too random for an sort of all-knowing, powerful algorithm, which runs a dating app, but that's just how it is. If I go to Copenhagen, I get jack shit. If I'm in Amsterdam, I've heard it from... Five, maximum 10 girls have literally told me on the app or when I meet them, like, hey, you're the very first profile I saw. So then I know, okay, the app's pushing my profile because it's just doing very well. And then it's so funny that if I would go to a city like Copenhagen, nothing happens. Also, my hometown in Belgium, it's pretty shit. Um, but, yeah. okay, but why would that be? Because I was just having a chat with... Um My head chef, uh, he's Icelandic. So when he was growing up, he had this half as Icelandic, half Haitian 
uh, friend who would just, he would get everything he wanted in Iceland, you know. And then they went to Mexico and then, then he's just pretty normal. So I'm thinking yeah. girls like something that they can't really get a lot of where they're at. But then why would you here be more successful than, for example, Belgium? Yeah, it's not, it's not about the looks or ethnicity. It's not about some sort of, oh, he's rare here. It's really like an algorithm thing. Okay. So also, for example, Bumble in Amsterdam popping, absolutely great. Yeah, I just set up my profile. Yeah, but so at least for me. And then I can have two clients in the same city and one of them will be killing it on Tinder, but Bumble does just nothing. And the other guy is the other way around. And and let's say both of them are from the same city and have similar looks. Okay. So this really happens. So I don't know why that really works. Yeah, you, you'll never really know with these dating app algorithms. Anyway, I want to talk about the X Factor. We can talk about that. You sang and played your guitar how many years ago? Six years ago. I was 16. Six years ago. Yeah. Because after Abercrombie, where I met you and got a lot of advice back in the day. Yeah, th so yeah. That, that, fuck, that's Set also something way. I want to talk about because yeah. some people will listen to this on Spotify or Apple Music or I'm, I'm not sure where, mm. what platforms I'll upload this shit, but um, I would say, be free to disagree. Back in the Abercrombie days, I would outgame you, if I can use a stupid yeah. word, uh, easily. Yeah. But flash forward to the future, like if I run next to you in Copenhagen, <laughs> I can't get attention from girls because like, fuck, there's Alex. But, but that's also something. But that was that's what's what was so fucked up about Abercrombie times. It's so imagine you come fresh out of high school. You know you're just little this little kid. You enter this place where you just have these fucking beautiful people. You know, yeah. just fucking next level looking guys. Yet Sasha, you remember that guy? Yeah, fucking brunette, beautiful blue <laughs> eyes. I was just like, oh, <laughs> this is the most beautiful guy I've ever seen. You know, and you just had these fucking perfect six-pack people in the fucking door yeah you just felt like you know nothing it's crazy how like it fucked with my self-confidence like my self-esteem a lot yeah also also because you're in this workspace where you're just looking at yourself in the mirror all day you know fuck there was mirrors in every room exactly you were forced to look yeah. at yourself all the time exactly and then compared to the sasha guy who's there as well who's scoring modeling campaigns for all the big brands <laughs> exactly i think i was one of the few guys there that was not a model yeah i mean you were uh, like in charge of security stuff uh asset protection it was called asset i was protection. i was supposed to not connect with people so that i had i could remain objective when people had to be fired yeah Man, if anyone knows me, that's like the last task you have to give me. I'm going to be friends with everyone. And you were. Yeah, man. Fuck, that's all I did. Walk yeah. around. Fucking chit -chat. girls in the office. Maybe not. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Well, it doesn't matter at this point. Yeah, I wasn't very professional. But um, yeah, the, the thing is, what I wanted to talk about is like, that's also kind of where I realized, okay, so you work in a place where everyone's hired for their looks. Um, so was I, I get it. I said in the first podcast, so you'll never hear me complain about my looks. I'm happy with them. But in that place, I was kind of like lower tier looking, I would say, compared to all of these models. Like Sasha, what was this guy? Chris. Uh, yeah. I don't remember the others. Yeah, and the listeners don't know any of them, but yeah, they were like incredibly good looking. Yeah. Um, 
But so that's where I realized, okay, there are so many guys here with way better looks than me. They're taller, they have more muscular, they have the facial symmetry, they have everything. And still, the hotter girls in the store are flirting with me and not with all of them. But that's kind of what made me realize, okay, you know, game, to use that word, like it is more relevant. Every YouTube video I ever make about dating advice, there's always like, yeah, you have to be good looking. Rule number one is be attractive and rule number two is be not bad looking or something. Is that and actually looks a help. rule they go for? Like, how can you make that a rule when that, that's not something you choose? No, well, that's uh, step number one. It's yeah. just what these... Okay, but make... It's just make what the haters say, a, you know. As appealing as possible. Kind yeah, of thing. for sure, okay. for sure. But it's just, it's quite often the excuse of people who are maybe not as genetically best and understand, and I always say, you know, looks matter for sure. First of all, to a large degree, they're out of your control, so stop fucking whining and do the best you can, right? Take care of your skin, go to the gym, get a great haircut, don't wear nerdy glasses, whatever, get fitting clothes, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but also just develop your personality and game. It's like it really hit me there. It's like, okay, some of these guys are really good looking. If they have as good banter as me and they know how to flirt, then I'll lose. But I realized that almost none of them did, so I could still date the girls I wanted to date there, right? But it's true. But that's what I realized just now. Like, I feel like what I was missing back then and a big part of making yourself attractive to girls is also how you feel about yourself, you know, how comfortable you are yeah. with yourself. Because I, I feel like my game is... I mean... I've chatted. I can, a, I can I've, already I've, see it in your eyes what you're gonna say, <laughs> no, bro. No, I'm just saying that I've chatted to a lot of girls, but I feel like my game. Also, when I'm texting, I'm not. I'm not always doing like the perfect thing that you should do, but if you're like confident in yourself and what you're doing, then it just works. And that's what I lacked back then. Yeah. I just didn't have any self worth really, yeah, 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 and yeah. and that just shows. So if you just if you're just showing yourself. You don't have to be the best looking guy, but it's going to just yeah help you a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, true. And you can always improve it. And and of part of it comes with time. Well, it could also go down even more in time if you're not taking the right steps and it just then you become like fucking at the bottom of it all. But yeah, you can definitely up it. And like if you compare you, Abercrombie days versus now, it's like a completely different person, of right? Of course, of course. But also yeah. X-Factor times me versus now also a completely different person that's why like sometimes i uh, can i, I quickly interrupt you because because yes. they don't know you yeah you did x factor in denmark you went all the way to the finals the live yeah. shows whatever yeah. uh what were you like top three or something yeah so in the finals there there are three um and like denmark is a tiny country it's five million people x factor final two and a half million people are watching the final. So half Fuck of the yeah. country, half of the country knows who you are. So yeah. like, imagine being normal person. And then the moment X Factor goes live, everybody knows who you are. Yeah. Like, and you're still a normal person. You're still taking the Metro, you're taking the bus, but everybody knows you and everybody's looking at you, like coming up to you, taking like secret photos of you. It was fucking weird. But overall, I know it's it's you cannot really make it an absolute decision. But 
was it more positive or more negative for you? I mean, I've I've gone back and forth on this a lot, and honestly, I don't regret it at all. It was a it was a crazy experience. Like, I'm happy I did it. There were a lot of negatives, but I don't know. I realized how much I enjoyed music, and since growing up, I always has had this little like thought: like, what would it be like to be famous? Yeah, you know? and I had my taste of that yeah. being in a country where everybody would just know you. Yeah, you know. So I experienced it, and I experienced how it changed women. You know, and how women feel yeah. about fame. Yeah. And so that's why yeah. I was super happy to have you on the podcast because I've never experienced that. Yeah. Closest thing to fame that happens is to, I'll do an event and I'll speak for 150 or 20 guys that want yeah. dating advice. And they're like, oh, yeah. And every now and then someone will recognize me on the street. Hey, you're Louis from the Texco. <laughs> yeah. But that's completely different than you and half the country has watched you perform music live. Yeah. It was weird because. I would fuck once in a while. I'd I'd be okay, but not like anything amazing. But after X Factor, it was pretty it was pretty easy. You know, like I don't know. But that's what kind of sucked about it, because I feel like you're always stuck in this mindset of does she like me? Does she find me hot? <laughs> or yeah. did she just see me on TV and now she's down, you know? Yeah. And I never knew. And that's that's what I like now that it's been what six six and a half years that people are slowly getting it out of their mind. I got a beard to camouflage myself <laughs> as well, but now, <laughs> but now I, I feel like if a girl is into me, she's into me. You know, she's not into yeah me because I'm famous because you see me on TV because yeah. you know you got this amount of followers, blah blah blah, that kind of thing. So it's yeah. nice that. But you never had a lot of followers though. I mean, but that's the weird thing. Like X Factor times, I've, I think I had like 30K followers. Oh, oh you fucking hell, you start fresh or what? No, so I had this account called Mr. Nigger. Uh, that was my Instagram Fuck name. Yeah. That was my Instagram name, but they didn't allow that. It was TV. It was like official. So they changed my name to Alex Benson Music. And, oh. Uh, yeah. Interesting. <laughs> Mr. X Factor. Hey, have you ever uh, considered joining X Factor again? Just join mm. a new run and go to the finals again? No. I mean, the thing about X Factor was it was about music. I mean, it's based in music, but it was like a, it was a reality show at the end of the day. Like, it was about your story. It was about a lot more than just the music. So, no. And I've had a lot of people, like every year, uh, people write songs for Eurovision and they're asking me, yo, do you want to sing this song for Eurovision? And I'm just done with the TV. I love music. You could join Eurovision as the as the Denmark representative? Yeah. Oh. And I've been, I've been asked that several times and I listen to the songs and they're like, okay, but it's also performing someone else's song. I'm just done with that. Hmm. But... X Factor made me realize how much I enjoy performing. And before that, music was just something I did for fun. I did it in my dad's church. Uh, I was in charge of the music. That's when I started performing. So I do like performing, but it's hard to tell how good you are because your parents are always going to tell you 
you're good at this. Yeah. So that's why I joined X Factor to get an outside view. And before you know it, you're in the whole machine, live shows, making you do this and that, newspaper articles. One Friday, it was every Friday we'd perform. This one Friday, I go to the studio. There's a newspaper from like one of the biggest newspapers in the country. And it, there's this huge headline. Alex is too boring for X Factor. Dude, imagine. Like, How old were you? I was 20, 21, 22. Fuck, did it hit you? It hit me so hard. Fuck and there's this know. like huge newspaper and they're just shitting on you. Like a whole two-page <laughs> article about like why... Like it was a it was a week where I sang my song, I got least second least votes, and then the two least votes people they would sing again to mm. save their life. Yeah, I got saved, and then that article I had to read the night that I was performing the week after, you know, and I was just like, "Fuck, man!" Such a big newspaper, everybody's just reading this, like they're shitting on me. I don't know. Then I then performed the evening. I popped off. Um, <laughs> then. Two days after they they write me, there was a terrorist angry, um, terrorist like um, uh, attack in Belgium, uh, close to my mom's work. And then they write me. They're like, "Oh yeah, so can we get like an interview with you about what happened with your mom and stuff?" And yeah, they want to use the drama. And I'm like, "Bro, you were just shitting on me a couple of days ago, and now you want some exclusive fucking interview? Fuck you!" Oh my God. And then the PR people at X Factor, they were like, "Yeah, do it. No, you can't say no to that this big newspaper." I'm like, "I'm not doing it." Yeah, you didn't do it. No, I didn't do it. Alright, great. Not. Yeah, fuck them. Yeah, but like. I didn't get these PR people that they're actually like, yeah, just do it. Just like machines, like robots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, there's yeah. no feeling for like yeah, human yeah, yeah. beings. Just more they were just shitting better. on me, man. Yeah. Like why would I then give them like an exclusive? Yeah. I don't know. So there, there's a, there was a lot of shit you had to endure as well. The, and the shittiest part about fame, I had my little taste of it. It's just people are so weird. Dude, people are weird. You have like, you're just walking and then you have this fucking, all of a sudden this random girl running and screaming and it's just because she saw you and she has to like, she wants to talk to you. There's some weird people, like old people, kids, parents, like five, 10% of the time it's a hot girl that you're into. And then it was great that she knew me and that she was into me. <laughs> You're like, yes, it's me. Yes, do it's you, me. Hey, do you want my exclusive opinion on the terrorist, terrorist attack in Belgium, girl? <laughs> but that's the thing. But that was that was rare. It's like a 5%, 10% of the time. You yeah. know, mostly it was just fucking people that wouldn't leave you alone. And then they have like ideas of this is what you should do and this is the direction you should go in. Random people? Random people. And it's like, bro, I don't know you. And I'm already like, <laughs> I'm already giving you the time of day, you know, because I'm on the way somewhere and yeah, now yeah, I'm here yeah. talking to you and I don't know you, but you feel like you know me because you've been voting for me and rooting on me. Yeah. And then you don't give them time of day and they're like, fuck you, I won't vote for yeah, you again. And, and <laughs> then, yeah. And then you've taken the fucking 30th picture with some f fucker And then the 31st guy, you're like, no. And there's like, oh, Alex guy from x so arrogant. And it's like, ah, oh, bro. Yeah, I don't know. So there was a lot of pros and cons, but honestly, I don't regret it at all. It was yeah. super fun. The yeah, only you've thing, lived it once. Yeah, the only thing that sucks about it is all the, 
all the stuff that was uploaded to YouTube, all the uh, performances, uh, X Factor was sold to a different TV company. So everything is removed from yeah. YouTube. Yeah, yeah. So the only thing that remains is this surprise thing we did for my judge for her birthday, which was so cringe. Was it the cute so blonde? Bad. The cute? Yeah, she's pretty hot. Oh, she was hot. Yeah, I wanted to. Oh. But, but she, you know, she had I, a boyfriend, and we were working with a boyfriend. So, uh, yeah, but I, um, I, like, I may fully be wrong, but I was watching the shit on the internet, and um, like on Facebook back then, I can't remember. I saw yeah. a bunch of videos because okay. you were in it, and um, my man, yeah, I was you like, know me, okay. I was like, uh, the way she looked at you, I was like, fuck, it could, it, there was definitely some attraction, like that was undeniable, right? May, yeah, that maybe a little bit. I mean, definitely from my side. Yeah. I was super into From her. my side as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but but yeah. she was cool. She was cool, but she was very eccentric. If I'd had a different judge, I would have had different music, and I think it would have been better. Worked out better, yeah. Yeah, she was... You did this, I don't know how to pronounce it, Paolo Nutini. Paolo Nutini, yeah. You had this song. That's the one I always showed. It's like, hey, look, my friend's on X Factor, and I showed this song. The I love it. Yeah, I think Candy. I also yeah. showed it to my mom, because she loves the Paolo guy as well. Yeah. He's great. That was great. And then suddenly I couldn't find it on YouTube anymore when I was yeah. telling the story of your X Factor adventure. Um, and that's when you told me, like, yeah, they removed everything. So you have yeah. nothing left of that. I, I do. You, you can find it on the DR website. But yeah. What is DR website? DR is Denmark's, uh, Denmark's radio. So that's oh. like the, that's the platform it was sent on. So you can still find it. Bro, rip that shit. Yeah, yeah, but it's just the fact that on YouTube, imagine I start a new workplace, and then all of a sudden people find out, oh, he was an X Factor, and mm. then they, and then I had this Marco Italian guy in the kitchen, perfect mustache, big one, cool guy. Anyway, he's watching X Factor with his girlfriend, and then he's like, oh yeah, my, one of my colleagues was an X Factor, so they YouTube that shit, and they find this cringy fucking happy birthday. Oh yeah, and that's all that's left. They get yeah. this shitty fucking, yeah. So that's the thing that sucks the most. It's when, yeah, yeah. people see that. But you have to like rip the good, like your Paolo Natini, whatever yeah. cover. Fucking download it from the DR website. So you have it for your grandchildren. Like, hey, look, look yeah. at grandpa back in yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, of course. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to save that shit. But you I didn't mean, yet? Not yet. Fuck, maybe they're not taking yet. it down right now. No, I don't think so. Yeah. Well, I already asked you if you want to sing a little song here on the podcast. You're like, fuck, no, I'm not going to sing. Not without my guitar. Oh, yeah. And and then that's another thing. I told my buddy, one of my friends, he had his take and he's with his wifey. They live together. They're super happy. But he used to be a fucking degenerate party animal back in the day with me. And one of his superpowers was the singing and the guitar. He was pretty good. And if he would take a girl back home, he would sing and do the guitar. <laughs> <laughs> always worked. Um, he even Wait. did it on Skype and shit. But he um, would take a girl back from town, and then he would first sing to her and then fuck her. Yeah. But uh, yeah, and he was pretty good. But um, not on your level, of course. But pretty good. And um, nah, fuck, I'm, I'm confusing him with someone else. I told someone else about you as well. He's like, "Fuck, why do some guys have all of it?" Like. You're like two meters tall, 100 kilograms of muscle. You can sing and you play the guitar and blah, 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 blah. I was like, what the fuck are you complaining about? He's a good looking dude with a cool job. Like he has a lot you of things as well. You can always have more. But, but that's <laughs> a, no, but that, that's <laughs> yeah. a good thing. And that's a good thing. 
you know, aspiring for more, wanting more, not being satisfied. That's good. Yeah, and then you become one of these dudes that's like, oh, I'm gonna do this tongue and mouth jaw exercises to boost my jawline by five. Okay, you no, know, but at that point, then yeah, you're fucked. Yeah, if you buy the jaw exercise, then you're. That's the name. Josephize, yeah, yeah, Josephize. <laughs> oh my god, that's the name of the company, man. I've seen those videos a lot. And I was, I was like, hmm, is that actually? A thing? <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's <laughs> a thing. See, that's the thing. That's also what I said in my email about you. Like, guys will always complain. Like, yeah, of course he gets all the girls because you have this and this and this and this. And I was like, fair enough. You're born with good genetics, but you also take very good care of yourself. You go to the gym all the fucking time. Yeah. First, like I, you just arrived here, in our office two hours ago and uh, you walk past the mirror and you're like, fuck, this barber messed up this part of my hair. It's like, you know, you care about all that shit. Yeah. And then usually I feel like a lot of the complainers, they're not even maximizing what they're given. So then I feel like you're not allowed to complain. True. Yeah. That's a good point. <sighs> Excuse me. Oh, a little good. beer. That's a good sound. It is a tiny beer. It's a good sound. You know what sound that is to me? No. I only hear it when I drink the original iced tea after every boxing workout. I'll do one, two, sometimes three, four at most. Okay, <laughs> but you were telling me that you didn't drink since last weekend. So is that like a conscious thing? You're trying to stay away from alcohol? Yeah, kind of. So back in the day, I would just drink when I'm partying. Don't worry. Don't this worry. is how Vikings drink. Yeah. They spill beer over their cheap t-shirts. It's not that cheap. It's <laughs> 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 not even so funny. Why are we laughing? Anyway, I used to drink asshole. a shit ton yes. just to go out and like have these degenerate nights. But I don't hardly ever go out anymore. I promise you tonight we're going out, right? Your first night in Amsterdam. But the only parties I will still do is house parties. And that's why I didn't drink for a week because last weekend Sven hosted a house party. He always hosts good parties. Um, great. Then it's super fun to be drunk, but I'm not going to clubs. I'm also not just going to go to a cafe with a friend and drink a couple beers for coziness because I'm like, the cons outweigh the pros way too much. What are the cons? Well, it's super unhealthy. It's bad for your, your sport performance, for your the look of your body, obviously, for health in general. <clears throat> I mean, I'm not going to list the whole scientific whatever. I also don't know all of them. Yeah, but that's the, that's the biggest point, that you don't know them. But yeah, I'll continue. Um, happily admit. But so, And then what's the, the plus is, okay, I have a little buzz that night. It's like, fuck. And then the next day I'm going to go to boxing training, and then I'm less sharp, and then I take way more hits, and then just not worth it and you're, you're a little bit less tired and you wake up not feeling 100% fresh and it's you wake up two hours later, it's just not worth it anymore. I'll only drink if I'm going to party hard. I respect that. I respect that. But I, I do the same. But I've, I've honestly, I've been, I've been taking a break. Well, not been taking a break. So last week was my first break week. Because I've been partying like Thursday, Friday, Friday, Saturday for six, seven months in a row. Like every... Fucking yeah, hell. every weekend. This year? Yeah. Every weekend I'm out. Why do you party still then? So much. What's so nice about it? <laughs> I just love the attention, man. 
So girls, right? Yeah. So it's funny because I ask you the question and people that don't have video, before you answer, I just see your eyes lighting up and I know oh, that girl's coming. But yeah, yeah, but yeah, for sure. Okay, I don't know because I was having this discussion uh, semi in my head and with a friend just about what it is that I like about partying. I I watched this podcast where this girl she was giving her boyfriend shit for not letting her party, mm-hmm. even if he was coming with her. And then the host of the podcast he was like, "Okay, so, but why can you not just play this music at home?" Because she was saying. <coughs> I just like to dance. Yeah. And he was like, so, so why don't you just put on the music at home and dance? You know? And, and that's the point. She still wants to get dressed up, go out there, get some attention, even though she's got her boyfriend. Yeah. That's what she's there for, to get a little, you know, yeah. fucking acclimation. But that's fine, right? I don't know how I would feel about, I mean, I haven't been in a, in a relationship in like eight years, so mm. I don't really know what that would feel like to have my girl wanting that you know i was fine with it when i was in a relationship fuck it go out do whatever like get all the attention you want but yeah. i trusted her 100 as yeah. well i know she's not gonna just mess around but yeah and and she was super beautiful so whenever we go out there's guys coming trying hitting mm. on her blah blah, blah. Oh, it's part of the game just let them try and let your girl enjoy the attention if she wants to yeah Yeah, I get it. I mean, dancing in your living room with the same music, it's not the same. It's a different feel. Yeah. I don't know. So I just i just go out there. I fucking dance all night. <laughs> like my mission, I feel like I'm at a point where my mission is not to fuck some girl, mm. you know? Because there's a lot of six and sevens who want to fuck. And if I wanted to fuck, I could <laughs> fuck. But I'm there to find the best that is there you know you're also kind of secretly looking for a wife you're right yeah i mean because we talk about it a lot so i was like fuck like i think i found her it's like but that's also like jokingly if there's this beautiful chick you're like this is my wife you know Uh, like the the boys always say like i have a huge crush like we always have a crush yeah but that's because you're gay coming back (laughs) to the snooze point in your ass but we don't have to talk about that anymore (laughs) but i don't know Like I'm ready. I'm I'm ready to find that girl now. For a long otherwise, time. you would not be on the Fuck Boys in Recovery podcast. You would True. be on the Fuck Boys podcast, Fuck which boys I'm not involved with. <laughs> 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 hey, wh- why are you backstabbing me on my own show? No, I'm gonna I'm cut thinking, this out I'm anyway. Just thinking, I'm just thinking. And I'm gonna then rearrange your wording so that you say like, <laughs> "I'm a fuck boy. I'm not ready for a wifey. I want to fuck the six. <laughs> and I put seven snooze at my <coughs> I only have five right now okay but let me take the yeah level up I don't know yeah but honestly what I just realized is like I don't know for me I feel like I've fucked enough random girls to where I don't really feel like fucking a s- six or seven anymore like if I'm out and there's a really hot girl Obviously, yeah, I'm down, but I don't know. I just go for for a hot girl, and I'm just down for a fucking girlfriend. Because at the end of the day, if you fuck, you just don't get that much more satisfaction. If you fuck your 10, you're happy for a couple of days, but that's it, you know. But finding this girl that you're in love with and 
you have this banter and this connection. I feel like that would give you a lot more. Mm. That's what I want. Interesting, interesting. You know what? I have um, I have multiple online courses and programs. You know about some of them, mm. right? With the with the dating advice company, and um, our newest program is focused on real life dating. It's like twelve weeks that you get mentored, and we do coaching calls, and you can ask anything you want, and you have a bunch of videos that you watch. And I just recently recorded the last video for the last week, and and in that video, it's like I know some people. Uh, li- Hearing this, they might be like, oh, that sounds not good. Like, make her chase you type of thing. But it's called, like, make her chase you and find the right girl. And then the, the reason I also added make her chase you is so that there's a benefit in the video for single people and the ones looking for a relationship because it is make her chase you and find the right girl. Yeah. But pretty much what I tell guys to do in that video, I'm not going to give away all the tricks here, but it's you have. I think it's really important for guys to make a list of what they want in their ideal wifey. And you write down a bunch of stuff there, from looks to personality to values, interests, and everything. And it's just important to have that list. Why? Because a lot of guys, they don't know what they're looking for in a girl, so how can they find her? They're just not aware. They never even took the time to reflect and just be like, okay, this is kind of what I'm looking for in a partner, so you can't find them. So why is there the make her chase part in the, the title of my video? Because I think for single guys, just reflecting and being aware of what you would like to have in a girl that you're dating and there is potential for more. If you're aware of what you want, then at least sometimes automatically, subconsciously, you'll kind of see if she has those things, true questions or conversational topics, right? So you're testing her in between quotation marks a little bit more so by default you're like a little bit more qualifying her and putting her in a place where she could um, s- sell herself it's not the ideal term but I don't yeah. know what you mean but what I what I struggle with when it comes to that is letting go of some values you have or some ideals you have because when i look for a potential wifey then first of all i'm very much about the physical aspect you know i'm quite superficial in that way and i think it's pretty dope that you're just saying it like this but that's how it is but the problem i do face with that approach is in our society the hotter you are, I feel like the less personality you're going to get out of this girl that you're seeing. Because some hot girl, she's gotten everything she wanted from any guy she ever met. So she never had to develop much personality. So I just struggle with finding some girl. Because I feel like I'm quite down to earth, chill guy. Just looking for a chill girl, but she has to be super fucking hot, you know? (laughs) So I just see these hot girls and I'm, and they're just on a different kind of different, how do you say, uh, wavelength that I am, you know? And that's what sucks. Sometimes I feel, I met this girl once, um, randomly in front of a bar. I, I do this skating. You've seen my skates. My, yeah, what's uh, the name of that shit? Uh, it's called Freeline Skates. So yeah. it's just like skateboard cut in half. 
you kind of every swerve. foot is separately moving yeah. with just one little wheel. So basically a waveboard, yeah. but a waveboard cut in two, and the motion gives you. It momentum. looks very 90s type of thing. Yeah, but it's super cool. Feels really good. Anyway, I just randomly was off work. A couple friends wanted a couple drinks, so I just skated over to them, and we had some drinks in front of the bar. I meet this pretty beautiful blonde chick and really good vibe. We we talk a bit, exchange uh, socials, I think. And that's kind of it. We go on a date. I go to her place. She makes this amazing meal. We just have a good time, good chat, you know. And she starts, like, asking me all kinds of questions about... Uh, I don't know. She had these... I don't know. We just had a really good chat. We connected. I could be myself 100% with her. Oh. And honestly... After that evening, when I was about to go, I, I wasn't trying to get anything out of her. I was just like, I'm down to, to leave now, but she wanted to fuck, so we fucked. And it was also really good. And after that, like when I left the next day, I was like, wow, this could really be my wifey. Because I feel like I could just be myself with this girl in a, in a different type of way. Yeah. But I still took myself the day after and being like, but is she really hot enough to be my girlfriend? You know, and... That's what I still struggle with. Just purely looks-wise? Purely looks-wise. And that's what I still struggle with. Letting go of like this physical aspect of yeah. the one you're dating. But like people I know don't help me with this. Because I feel like people, my friends, they all have this expectation. And when I get a girlfriend, she's going to be like a fucking 11 out of 10. Bro, I have the exact same. And it's and it sucks because okay, what if I find this seven eight who's just like perfect for me? Yeah, but you know? so there's you and already then, know the solution. But then right? in my in the back of my head, I'm still thinking all these things. You know, is she hot enough? Yeah. What are these people gonna think? And also just for myself, is she hot enough for me? But it's just hard to to grasp that it doesn't fucking matter because if you're with her for ten years, there's gonna be a million 21-year-olds that are, like, 10 times hotter than her. So, like, looks just isn't what you're going no. for if you're looking for that kind of thing. But it's so hard to let go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I struggle with letting go of the physical yeah. aspect. But and so a lot of that is ego, right? Yeah. Because, like, you know that your friends, it's just like, it's Alex. He's going to, like, hey, he's going to show up to the party. <laughs> He's plus one is going to be the best one here, right? Man, I had the same, and it's also like with my ex-girlfriend, she was so fucking beautiful, and sometimes when I'm considering someone else, like, oh, is this potentially, you know, my next girlfriend? And it's like, fuck, but my ex was hotter, and then people are going to think like, oh, he's like going downhill quality-wise, and it's like a fucked up thought, What? and like, they don't even fucking care, yeah. you know? Some of them don't, but some do. And then there's the thing, it's like, hey, but it's Louis Farfields, he's the dating coach, and he always kills it with everything. But that's something, because I had this back in the day when I looked at stuff from other dating coaches, and suddenly some of them had a girlfriend, and I noticed that quite a lot of them were like, me and all my friends were like, why is his girlfriend not attractive? He's like the, the dating coach, and we found it so weird. So I get that people would expect it of me as well. Yeah, I guess it's tough. 
but that's the thing and i think i think i don't know it depends on the person you know it depends on how much you have to how do you say to give how deep you are how shallow you are if you're just like a you know just gonna go here just gonna make some money here you know some rich fucking random guy with some hot chick you're just traveling the world and you're both quite shallow you're in the same kind of wavelength you know mm-hmm. but that's not what i'm like i'm not i'm more i don't know i just think that the girl that i'm looking for is just quite rare because i'm looking for this nine ten out of ten but also just like super chill down to earth funny but did you ever you know, make a list like the one i talked about did you ever think about it list about what list like about the qualities of your ideal girl no try it but, but if i I'll do that the then what girl is gonna match those points well yeah that's so that's an interesting thing i once coached a guy and we coached him for over half a year and then i went to barcelona with him we're clubbing and um that night before we went clubbing i gave this exercise to all our clients it was like okay you're gonna make this list blah blah blah, blah, blah. I'm not gonna go into too much detail but he made the list i spoke to him again after the training like a year later and um because he had this problem that kind of what we have is like every girl i ever meet i'm like oh maybe she's the one and i'm like nah she's not the one like it's not it doesn't feel like the soulmate or whatever speak to him a, a year later and suddenly he's in a relationship and i asked him hey what changed like how how did you find the one then he's like well you know this list that you had me make in barcelona i was dating a girl for a while and it was fine but i never felt like she's the one and then one day i whipped out that list and i compared it to her and she like was the list she was hitting all that shit okay. so then he rationally decided okay fuck it i'll give it a shot if i make a list of everything i want in a girl and now i'm dating this girl and i don't feel like she's the one but she is everything on the list i'll try it and he tried and to this date what is it now like six years later they're still together six years later yeah okay interesting right huh okay i should try that maybe i also feel like the like with me with my ex-girlfriend i was so mad about her that stuff if i think of it some stuff about her is not completely perfect even looks wise um but i because i spent so much time with her and you really get to know her on a deeper level i was mad about all the parts even the parts that i would initially that i would say like this and this and this is not my per- perfect feature looks wise but it didn't matter anymore after a while so i think looks wise also for you you need to find someone who initially is stunning enough for you that you're that you're um super happy with that and bridge a certain amount of time and after that amount of time you just know her on a way deeper level and you genuinely care to a certain deepness that even if the looks aren't perfect anymore or or you get bored of them or whatever it doesn't matter anymore because now you genuinely love the person to such a degree that you know it can survive a lot of shit it's true we have to cut i have to take a massive fucking piss is that okay yeah no we can hey we can just end the podcast i mean we can we can end the podcast but i feel like there's some things we didn't get into yet 
But we we can also make a second episode. We can make a second episode. I'm down. I'm here for a couple of but days. But it would be the best end of the podcast. Like, hey, I'm doing this deep explanation for finding the, the right partner. Like, I have to take a massive fucking piss. <laughs> <laughs> because no, you know what? For I wanted for this podcast that episodes just end. There's not this, yeah, this and this and this and this. I did a brief outro on podcast one. Yeah. I just kind of fucking want them to end. It's done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I like that. I feel like there's a lot of stuff we didn't get into. Such as? Such as threesomes, foursomes. Okay, we'll do a second episode. Okay. You go take a piss and we just record a fucking second episode. All right. <laughs>